to join me this morning as I welcome a very simple but powerful man of God to the podium, Pastor Leeton. Said to share with us. Oh, good morning, good morning, good morning. Are we all glad to be in the house of the Lord? I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. Glad, joyful, overjoyed, dancing in the streets. That's what glad means. I honestly, I honestly, I honestly don't know how I follow that up. Can we give the worship team a hand this morning? I mean, really now, guys, you, you, you guys have set the bar so high. You know, when we sing those old hymns, growing up, I grew up in, 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 in the Church of Christ. And in the Church of Christ, we had these hymn books, Songs of the Church. And then the guy would come up, the worship leader will come up and he'll say, uh, hymn number 435 or hymn number 221, whatever the case is. And when we sing songs like that, we sing those hymns, I get so reminded of my childhood where I go back and I see in my memory, I see my grandfather standing there. My grandfather started the church I grew up in. I get reminded of my two uncles that are, that are past my, my mother's second eldest brother and my mother's youngest brother that are now passed on. I get reminded of them in the church. But I also get reminded of when we sing songs and hymns like how great thy art. I get reminded about everything that God has brought me through. I get reminded of how God has carried me, how God has carried my wife, how the, He's carried our children, how He's carried our family. Through things that we possibly wouldn't even wish on our worst enemy. But He's carried us. That is why when we sing songs like, He did it before, He'll do it again, it means something in my life. And I hope this morning that you will place your trust in this God, this Savior, that will do it again. Amen. Um, just some apologies from my wife's side. Um, we've, actually, we've actually got visitors from Johannesburg, her uncle and her cousin um, that's at home. So she had to leave after, after worship just to go and get things ready at home and that sort of thing. Um, but this morning, guys, I want to talk about the power of the seed subtitled the mighty small seed and our scripture this morning is found in the book of luke yes everything this morning is coming out of the book of luke because myself and pastor godfrey were phoning each other last night saying which book <laughs> no that's just the spirit that's just the spirit the word of god says where he leads i will follow whether it is in worship in word in spirit you will follow it's not a choice that you make. It's not a, a, a the Spirit doesn't tell you, um, I will lead, you can follow if you want to. No, 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 no. The Word says, where you lead, I will follow. That is us saying to God, we will follow. Luke chapter 8, and I'm going to read from verse 4 to verse 15. It's quite a long passage. It's called the parable of the sower. And when a great multitude had gathered and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable. Now I'm reading from the New King James Version, so it might look a bit different than what's on the screen. 
Verse 5 says, A sower went out to sow his seed. Say a sower. I cannot hear you. Say a sower. Tell your neighbor a sower. There we go. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside and it was trampled down and the birds of the air devoured it. Sorry, man. In the first service, I felt so alone talking alone. So I want to get some action from you guys also. Verse 6 says, Some fell on the rock and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell on among thorns and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus said that after every single parable that he told. Verse 9 says, then his disciples asked him, saying, What does this parable mean? And he said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables, that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Then Jesus goes on to explain the parable further in verse 11. He says, Now, as, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. People do not fool yourself into thinking that the devil is not a person. You know, Gabby showed me a video clip the other day. I'm going to ask if we can record it and I'll forward it on to you. Where this guy goes out and explains everything. And people think that, the, the, that, 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 that Satan, the evil one, the devil, whatever you want to call him, Lucifer, they think of him as a something, not as a someone. The devil will sit in your midst and he will take things away. That's what this word is saying. The devil takes it away. He takes the word out of their hearts. Verse 13 then, But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root to believe for a while, and in time the temp um, of temptation it falls away. Now the ones that fell among the thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. And verse 15 says, But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who have who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Amen. So there are many um, 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 teachings, there are many sermons about this passage of Scripture. A lot of people preach out of this passage of Scripture. But a lot of the teachings and a lot of the preaching out of this passage of Scripture is all about the parable and how Jesus explains the parable. It's all about how you must be good soil. You mustn't be hard soil. You mustn't be the path. You mustn't be the rocks. You mustn't be somewhere where thorns are growing. You must be the good soil. That's what all the teachings are always about. This morning, I would like to concentrate on something else and teach on something else. I would like to concentrate... On, 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 on trying to do things differently. I didn't think about this earlier on. You know, this is a season of doing things differently. Things have been done the same way for a very long time. Einstein said that the very definition of insanity is trying to do the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. We've got to do things differently. Today I want to concentrate on three things. I want to concentrate on the sower, the seed and the result so if you're ready let's carry on let's get into this verse 5 says a sower remember they i asked you guys to say a sower everybody kept quiet a sower went to sow a seed or his seed 
And as he sowed, then all these other things happened. The, the seeds fell everywhere else. So who is the sower? The sower is God. The sower is our Father. The sower is our Creator. He is the one that said, let there be in the beginning. And things just sprung up. Now the problem that a lot of people have got is that people think that in the beginning was only in the beginning. Then they start making jokes in the beginning. And then they think that that's where it ended. They think that the beginning ended in the beginning. But the beginning did not end in the beginning. Because God is creating a beginning in our lives every single day. God is light, the Bible says. God is with you wherever you are. God is your rock. God is your salvation. God is your help. God is holy. But ultimately... Moses asked him at the burning bush, the people of Israelite, the children of Israel, what must I tell them who sent me? And God says, tell them that I am sent you. God is, I am. God is not I could be, I should be, I was, I will be. God is, I am. So God is still creating in your life. God is the I am in your life. Whatever it is that you are facing, let the sower sow the seed of creation in your life. Let him be your I am. Let him take on whatever you need him to take on and create something new every day of your life. Let there be did not end in the book of Genesis. Let there be happens every day single day of our life God is all of those things and more what we need to remember is that the sower doesn't only sow once the sower doesn't only sow once yay I want to be a farmer I'm going to go sow now I'm going to sit back and then the millies grow and then I harvest the millies and then I just sit back because miraculously more millies are going to grow no no, that's not how it works. The sower needs to tend to the field. He, he yields the harvest. But then the sower then, when it is sowing season again, he goes out and he sows again. God says this morning to each and every one of you sitting here that I am sowing a new thing into your life today. In Jesus' name, I declare it over your life today that something new is coming into your life today. It is coming into your life now. That thing that you have been hoping for, that you have been trusting for, that you have been praying for, is manifesting in your life as a seed today. Under my voice, it is happening today. Next thing I want to look at is the seed. And I'm going to spend most of my time on the seed. But it's important to understand when we talk about seed, what exactly is a seed? Now, I was eating a peach last night. I forgot to say this earlier. I was eating a peach last night and I wanted to bring the pip with so I can show everybody what the seed is. But now we've got this little doggy. For those of you that have been to my house, you know our, our little dog that eats everything. <laughs> and last night I was listening and Toby was like... <laughs> and I'm like... Ah, what? And he had, my, he had my seed in his mouth. Let that be a lesson to us. Watch your seed. People will steal your seed. And we think that the seed is literally a seed. But the seed is not the seed. Luke chapter 8, where I just, uh, if, we, no, if we go to um, Luke chapter 8 and verse 11, where I just said, Jesus says, when he starts explaining the parable to his disciples, the first thing he says is, 
guys, you need to understand one thing. When I talk about seed, Luke 8 and verse 11 says, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. It is not a plant that is growing. The seed is the word of God. That is what the seed is. It is the word of God. The word of God has always been around. John 1 and verse 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Psalm 119 and verse 105 says, The word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So not only was the word your seed, sounds like your seed, it was there in the beginning. And the reason why I do it with that voice is um, I watch Star Wars. And in the beginning of Star Wars, in James Earl Jones, he comes and, in a galaxy far, far away. You know, it makes you think about in the beginning. Your seed was there in the beginning. Your seed was with God. Your seed was God. Your seed is breathed out of the mouth of God. Before you even existed, God knew you in your mother's womb. He knows you from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. He knows how many hairs you have got on your whole body. Your seed was always there. In Psalm, it says that that word, that seed, will direct you. <laughs> God gave me this gift. I can sort of kind of hit the, hit the drums. But what do I do with it? Don't worry. The seed will make its way. <laughs> the seed will show you where. It will be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. The seed will direct you if you don't know where to go. John 6 verse 63 says, It is my spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. Imagine that. God goes through all this trouble and he creates Adam. And then he makes Adam sleep. And he takes out the rib and he creates Eve. And we all know what happened after that. From, from there it just went down here. <laughs> right? The apple. I'm talking, the guys, I'm talking about the apple because we would have still been in paradise. Man sinned and then he just, yeah, we got kicked out of the garden. But God goes through all of that trouble. And the reason why I say it goes downhill is because even though we sin, and even though it seems like we turn against God and we do all of these things, the angels still ask amongst themselves and speak about human beings amongst themselves, asking themselves, who are they that God is so mindful of them? God has made them and He's placed them above us. So even though we do all of these things and everything did kind of sort of go downhill from there, God still says, don't worry, I got you. And He says, yes, I took all my time to create Adam and Eve, but uh, you know what? That flesh on your bones, it's no help at all. Everything that you are trying to achieve, everything that you are trying to do, everything that you are trying to develop in the kingdom of God, your flesh is no use whatsoever. The word that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. So the word, your seed, was always there, number one. The word, your seed, will guide your path, number two. The word, your seed, will bring you spirit and life. So the seed is the living, breathing word that God has placed or planted in each and every one of us and in all that we do. So we've now understood and we've established what the seed is. It's the word of God. It's all of these things. 
and now all the children are in children's church. Zoe and Mackenzie, you guys are going to have a science lesson now. Right, let's do this. Um, let's put up the, the, the picture of the seeds. So how does a seed grow? Right? So when a seed grows, when a seed is planted, so the sower has come and the sower has thrown the seeds. Step number one is where the seed is planted. So in step number one, the sower has thrown the seed, the seed has landed on the ground, or they've, dig, they've dug a hole and they've planted the seed and the seed is now in the ground. That is number one. The seed needs to be placed in the right vessel for the seed to grow. Have a look for me quickly. Now, um, step number two, one, two, and three. Nothing is coming up about ground yet. Don't rush the process. God says my time is not your time and your time is not my time. It will happen when it is supposed to happen. It will happen through who it is supposed to happen. The tools will come to you for it to happen when it's supposed to happen. The people, the money, the finances, the friends, whatever will come to you when it is supposed to come to you because it will happen when it is supposed to happen. Step number two, the roots are what form first. Not the plant. The plant doesn't first pop up and then the roots. The roots are what come first. You need to be grounded. You need to be rooted firmly in the Word of God if you want, if you want, to, if you want to be able to survive, if you want to be able to move forward. Now, we were having a little bit of a discussion and you sparked something in my thoughts um, between services. We were talking about the roots. And, 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 and Pastor Gautra was saying, you know, it, it's so good and it's interesting that, you know, the root comes first. Which means that before you get the fruit, <laughs> the foundation is laid. There is no fruit without foundation. Nothing. And if any of us, if any of you have ever done those science experiments, I'm sure we've all done it. Who's, who's taking avocado pip and try to grow it in the kitchen? So you take the avocado pip, you put the three toothpicks in it, and you put the bottom half in the water, and then three weeks later, there's still nothing, so you throw it away. Right? No, no, no. You wait another half a week and you start seeing it growing. Because we know, we, we're always in a rush. We're always in a hurry. The thing that popped into my mind, Pastor Godfrey, was, yes, the root is first. Not everybody's roots are the same. Not everybody's roots look the same. They all do the same job. Right? You think of an oak tree. The mighty mighty oak tree the roots when the roots grow they do this they stretch out this way right it, it plants it in the ground because that's what it needs to be done it's got big leaves it's a big tree it's easy for it to fall over or to be blown over so its roots does that what about the willow tree you know those weeping willows that grow by the rivers what they always look like they they need water because all the things are always hanging their roots go straight down why do their roots go straight down? Because they're looking for water. They're looking for nourishment. They're looking for food. The only time, the only place you will ever find a weeping willow is by a river, by a water source. So everybody's seed 
will develop a root that looks differently because every seed is used for something different for the furtherance of the kingdom of God. Step number four. This is now where the plant breaks through. So you've now been going through all of these things. You've been going through all these trials, all of these tribulations. You've been asking yourself and you've been questioning where God is through all of this. Because it's taken so long to go from step one to step four that you started questioning if God was even there. You started questioning if you were doing the right thing, if you were in the right place. You started questioning all of these things. And then your breakthrough happens. Notice what comes out of the ground with the plant when it breaks through. You guys see this small brown thing here? It's the same small brown thing here. Which is the same brown thing that was always around the seed. My apologies for that. Let me be light. <laughs> the brown thing that breaks through with the plant is the seed coating. The seed coating is the protective layer around the seed that stops the seed from not being viable to grow. The protective layer that protected the seed in the packet, that protected the seed in the ground, breaks through with the seed. God is with you. Not only through the tough times, but He's with you in your breakthrough. God will make sure that when your breakthrough comes, so when you pray and pray and pray for financial breakthrough and the financial breakthrough finally comes, God will make sure that you have to have the tools and that you have the people and the knowledge to make sure that that financial breakthrough that you have needed will be used for what it was intended. That is what that's, that, that's all about. God's protection goes with you through the rough times into the good times. And then step five, finally you've got the plant you've got the tree you are now seeing something where fruit can be formed you are now seeing the fruits of your labor that is now what we need to remember and this 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 is something that's really really powerful and you need to remember this what you need to remember is that as the seed grows as the seed pushes through the ground that seed and that plant that is growing has got to push dirt. It's got to push rocks. It's got to push all of those things out of the way in order to get to the breakthrough. So whatever it is that you're going through, God has given you a seed that has got the capabilities of pushing all the negativity aside, of pushing all your obstacles aside, and of making sure to get you to where you need to be with the protection that you need in order to get there. Your seed will make provision for your protection. A seed is potential. A seed is promise. It is awareness. It is hope. It is growth. The last thing that we're going to have a look at is the result. So, sower, the seed, and the result. Never ever underestimate the power of the seed. Because the result of any good seed is a mighty tree. Luke 13 verse 18 to 19 is the parable of the mustard seed where Jesus now talks to the disciples and he talks about the mustard seed. And Jesus says to the disciples, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed 
But you know what the problem is? Pastor Godfrey was saying that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. You tell somebody, and I'm going to hijack what you said a little bit earlier on. You tell somebody, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added. So you first look for the kingdom of God. But then what does, what does Jesus say? The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. So we look for the kingdom of God and we find the small little thing that we can hardly even see. Ah, it can't be this. <laughs> because we don't see the potential of what it could become. The mustard seed becomes a mighty, mighty tree that gives protection, it gives shade, it gives home to birds, that creates more mustard seeds, that make more mustard plants. It is a source of food. And yes, it is a condiment as well for hot dogs and provost rolls and all of those things for those of us that like mustard. But we seek the kingdom. Jesus says the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. We seek the kingdom. We find a small mustard seed and we can hardly see it. So ah, it can't be that one. Let me try another one. Trust the seed. God is not going to put a seed in front of you or inside of you that you cannot use. That is not for your benefit. That is not for his benefit. One seed can feed an entire family. That is very, very important to remember that you can plant one seed. How many of you guys have, 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 have had that problem where you've maybe got a potato for a little bit longer than you should have and it starts growing in the drawer, in the bag at the bottom? It happens. That potato, that one potato can feed an, a, an entire family. Now, if you use the wisdom that God has given you, you can make that one potato, that one seed, feed an entire tree. You just cut the potato up into five or six pieces. You plant each piece separately and a potato plant is grown from each one of those. Never underestimate the power of one seed. Always remember, what you plant is what you get. If you plant negativity, you're going to get negativity. If you plant positivity, you're going to get positivity. In the same manner that when the sower sows, if we do not cultivate the soil in such a way as to promote the growth of that seed, the seed will not produce what it, has, what, what it was intended to produce. You've got to surround yourself with people that care for you, people that love you, people that want to build you up. You've got to surround yourself with good thoughts, good things, positivity. You've got to cultivate the seed. When I was growing up, my mother always was looking for a bulb the flower bulbs now you get these flowers they grow with bulbs and it's not a seed but it is a seed but it's a big bulb man and the flower grows and it's usually like lilies and that sort of thing it grows uh, and, and, and in summer it looks beautiful and in spring spring and summer it looks beautiful and it's colorful and it's green and it's all of these things but then autumn comes around and winter comes around and it's dead and the ground is like flat but what you don't know is that bulb is still underground. That bulb is still there. That seed is still there. The sower does sow over and over and over. He sows over and over and over. Your sower is able to sow something into your life that even if you don't use it for a while, it's still there for you to use. I went through a patch in my life where I was gone. I wasn't part of the church. I disappeared very dark patch but the sower knew that the seed that he had planted will be used again it's just a bulb 
that died for a while. Just the bulb that is able to grow again. Always make sure that you are always grounded in the Word of God, in His presence, surrounded by His people. And I want to close off with Isaiah 40 and verse 8. And Isaiah 40 and verse 8 says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. And it's the same as that bulb that I was just talking about now. The grass will fade, the flower will wither, but the word of God, the seed that God has planted will stand forever. Whatever God has put inside your life will stand forever. Whatever direction that God is pulling you through will stand forever. And there will be a breakthrough on the other side because that's how God works. God's not going to make you work hard for nothing. Always trust in God. There's an old, there's an old hymn or an old song leaning on the everlasting arms of Jesus. That's what we do all the time. Trust in His Word and believe that He has given you the right seed. No, man, what am I going to do playing the, 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 the guitar? Gabriel is going to laugh at me if I try to play the guitar. No, trust the seed. Trust the sower. Always trust the sower. Amen. Amen.